We'll get started in just another minute or two. This is Mitch England speaking, uh, Vice President of Driver Relations here at CR England. So thanks for all of you for joining this month's Driver Town Hall conference call. Uh, we, are, we always look forward to these meetings to get a chance to speak to our drivers, answer questions, and also provide some updates. So just a couple things to start um, <clears throat> before I turn it over to TJ. But first, just as a reminder, we, we do these once a month um, where we do these kind of company-wide for all drivers to participate in driver town hall conference calls. There's also a lot of other uh, individual fleet level or account level meetings, so just pay attention to those. We, uh, we love to hear from our drivers. Um, also, uh, you know, this is when, once these are over with, we know it can be difficult sometimes to to attend if you're working or driving during these calls. So we record these calls and we post them on the Siri Toolbox app under the podcast section. So we'll have that posted later on today or early tomorrow and, uh, and you can listen and, uh, for those drivers that didn't attend. And if you hear, hear it, talk to anybody that didn't get a chance to, uh, to listen, then you can refer them there. There's also previous month's recordings in there if you missed one last month or you know, if you, again, if you miss them in the future, you can always check back to that podcast section. So we appreciate you joining. Um, also, we, uh, we, we have the survey where we like to listen to your feedback and answer any questions you may have, the survey at the end of each safety video. So we appreciate your feedback and, and working hard to try and improve where we can. Uh, so I'll now turn it over to TJ England, our, our chief legal officer, who's going to host the call. Uh, so go ahead, TJ. Good, good morning for those of you uh, in the West. Good afternoon for those of you in the East. Uh, we really appreciate you guys joining us uh, for our May Town Hall. Um, we're excited to have folks from all over the country um, and leaders from the company joining today. Uh, as you guys know, uh, we love to get together once a month and do this so that we can uh, both provide some good announcements and updates uh, for all of you, but also get a chance to hear from you uh, and give you an opportunity to, to ask questions um, or make comments to our leadership team. We've got uh, top leaders from across the company representing every group, uh, and so it's a good opportunity to, to give uh, feedback to us or, or uh, give us some 
questions we can answer. Uh, so today, um, I am first and foremost just want to thank you all, uh, everybody on this call, for the hard work that you all put in to help uh, this company serve our customers, uh, each other, and our community. Uh, we've been able to achieve a lot uh, over the years, and uh, and we're just so proud of what we've been able to do together. So thank you all for that. Um, and as Mitch mentioned, this is one of uh, many ways that we collect feedback from you guys. We do these, these town halls uh, calls every month where you can speak to executives throughout the company. We do weekly road team calls, and we have uh, a survey every month after our safety video, among other uh, opportunities. Uh, those are some great ones for you to give us feedback and help us continue to improve uh, and get better at, at what we do and get better at uh, the relationships that we have built uh, in this company. Uh, so let me get started with some announcements. Uh, first, I want to update you all on our Safe and On Time Every Time initiative. As you all know, that is one of our core values as a company and really one of the primary ways uh, that our drivers are able to really impact um, the company as a whole. Because as, as we all know, uh, what we freight, we don't, uh, we don't manufacture anything, we provide a service to our customers, and so it's critical that if we do it, we're going to do it safe and on time. Uh, so we track that score. You guys get the scoreboard every every week. Uh, but this last week's result was 99.2% of our loads are safe and on time, which is awesome. Uh, tremendous improvement we've been able to make uh, over the last several years here, and we've hit our goal uh, every week so far this year. And I think throughout all of 2022, we only missed one week on our goal of safe and on time deliveries, uh, and we've been raising the bar uh, every single year uh, as we try to get better and better at our delivery performance. Um, and if you look at that weekly score, we've and in several last several weeks we've just had awesome performance on uh, from a safety outcome as well. So really good stuff. Let's keep the good stuff going. Um, we're really becoming a premium provider for our customers. And it's because of this type of focus uh, and, and energy that we put into doing it the right way. Uh, in fact, just this morning I was looking at um, some scorecards from one of our customers, and it just gives me tremendous pride to see us uh, way up towards the top uh, in the, this particular scorecard. And some of our scorecards at the very top um, performers for our customers compared to some of our competitors. And uh, that's what we're trying to achieve. We want to be the premium provider. Uh, and in a minute, I'll talk about why. Uh, more on Safe and On Time Every Time. As you all know, we have uh, our Safe and On Time Every Time competitions. Uh, we're about to start the NASCAR Cup uh, playoffs next week. And uh, this is just a fun way to compete. Uh, each fleet can compete with each other um, on who... Uh, is the best and in, in each division, and uh, you get bragging rights on being the best in terms of being safe and on time, but also everybody uh, in the fleet gets 100 bucks uh, and, uh, and just a lot of accolades from everybody. So nice, nice work for those of you who are making it into the playoffs. 
Uh, and then in August, we're going to get started on the World Series of Safe and On Time. So uh, thank you for taking part in that and working hard on making your fleet the best uh, in your division. Uh, and a, a minute ago, I mentioned you know, becoming a premium provider. Um, there's so many benefits in being seen that way from our customers. Uh, and one way we're seeing that right now is more business coming in, both from customers that we already have uh, and also new customers. Uh, and in particular, we've seen growth, uh, a lot of growth in dedicated uh, and more business coming on board, uh, but also OTR uh, winning uh, some business as well. And intermodal, as, as we see these new jobs come on, uh, it's just more opportunities for our drivers uh, to look, uh, look for different jobs or find new opportunities throughout the company. So if you're thinking about uh, or looking for a change, uh, make sure to look here first. Uh, go to Career Track in the driver app uh, or talk to your fleet manager and they can help you. Uh, but there are so many opportunities throughout the company across the country uh, with a lot of different types of driving jobs, over the road, dedicated, intermodal. Some of them you're home every single night. Others you get to get around and see the country. Uh, so a lot of different opportunities. Uh, and great paying jobs. Uh, next, I want to announce a couple of great milestones. Um, we have a brand new million miler driver from OTR named Scott Wisner who just reached uh, 1 million safe miles. So congratulations to Scott. Uh, it will be, we'll, we'll be giving him more accolades soon. Uh, so, uh, but if you have a chance to see him out there, give him a, give him a high five or send him a nice note. Um, also, some great milestones in dedicated. Um, the E1 fleet and the Walmart fleet have uh, just hit a million accident-free miles between incidents, which is awesome. Um, and let's see, that, that makes two Walmart fleets with over a million safe miles. Uh, and the ET fleet with almost 2.5 million accident-free miles. So tremendous work uh, by those fleets in dedicated as they are able to uh, just put up, you know, a lot of miles, deliver a lot of freight uh, without having safety incidents. Um, and as you guys know, just such a critical value for us to, to do it safe and on time. Um, in fact, I'm going to talk for just a moment about our core values, and then we'll hear from Lori Akins, uh, who can provide us an update uh, with a customer. So uh, before we turn to Lori, um, I just want to talk about our core values. I, I want to make sure that everybody on this call um, knows that our core values really make us who we are. Uh, these aren't just – you hear a lot of businesses talk about core values. You hear a lot of businesses talk about their mission statement. Um, and for a, a long time, ours was a lot like everybody else's where it, they were nice words, um, but they didn't direct us as much as they should. And I think now – uh, that's changed quite a bit um, where our core values are something that really drive and, uh, and help us um, make good decisions as a company, as a leadership team, and frankly, all of us on this call, whether you're a vice president uh, or a driver that's been with us for a couple of weeks, all of us should be focusing on our core values in every decision we make and all of our actions with our team members, our customers, and the, and the community around us. 
So our mission statement as a company is to deliver excellence to our team members, customers, and community. And the way we deliver excellence is we focus on those core values. So the first one is to be safe and on time every time. The second one is that we are family, and so we need to, we need to behave that way, right, when we interact with each other. The third one is that we're community-driven. And the fourth one is that, we're, that we honor the crest, uh, which means that we really focus on our legacy in the past, but also the, the, the future legacy that we're creating now. Uh, and really, I'm just very proud um, of, like I said, everybody on this call that's helping drive these values forward. We talk about these values. Uh, in fact, just this morning we had our uh, executive meeting, and we talk about these core values at the very beginning to make sure that as we're holding this meeting among our executives, that we're making our decisions based on those values, and I appreciate all of you for doing that. Uh, so now we get a chance to hear from Lori Akins, our Vice President of Corporate Sales, to give us an update uh, on, on some customers. Thanks, TJ. Huge shout-out to our drivers out there. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Today I'm going to highlight um, a customer that um, we work with on our OTR division. That customer is Mastronardi Produce. Mastronardi is North America's leading greenhouse produce grower. After four generations, the Mastronardi family still owns and manages what is now the leading greenhouse vegetable company in North America. They grow and sell tomatoes, peppers, berries, and cucumbers. Mastronardi grows and markets their products nationally under the Sunset brand. So if you're in the stores and you see their products um, under the Sunset brand, you know those are Mastronardi products. Uh, Mastronardi is grown in greenhouses uh, year-round. The company maintains more than 1,400 acres of greenhouses in Canada, Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic, Guatemala, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, and the United States. Sustainability is at the forefront of everything that they do. They collect rainwater, UV treat it, and reuse it over and over again. Their plants are fed through drip irrigation, which means their water usage is up to 10 times less that, less than that of traditional field farms. They don't use soil. They grow their plants using organic coconut husks or rock wool, a reusable mineral fiber, fiber. And their greenhouses are 10 times more land efficient than field farms. Um, for us, Masternardi has several greenhouses in Mexico, and they send their product to Laredo, Texas. Once in Laredo, their product gets transloaded into a Sierra England trailer using our drop trailer pool, and we haul it to the final destination in the United States. We haul on average about 32 loads a week for Masternardi. Since 2021, we've doubled our volume with Masternardi. That's in large part due to the fantastic service that we provide. The top three destinations that we deliver to in the U.S. are Colorado, California, and Pennsylvania. Most recently, we were awarded new lanes out of Laredo going to Temple, Texas, and Wilmer, Texas. Transit time, on-time delivery, and proactive communication is critical for Masternardi due to the short shelf life of their product. Masternardi has expansion plans for the upcoming years, and they consider Sierra England a valuable business partner 
and we will work closely together on all new opportunities. And that's it for Master Nardi. We're excited to continue to grow with this uh, great customer. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Lori. That was a fantastic update, and I learned a ton of new stuff. I didn't know you could grow stuff in coconut husks. Uh, and, but it's really cool to hear about such a creative, driven customer of ours uh, that, that's uh, clearly excelling in what they do. Um, and to, to be able to provide a partnership like we've done uh, brings a lot of pride. And so thank you for all uh, of our drivers here that have been uh, able to provide that service to Master Nardi and others. Uh, I can tell you it, it's starting to drive my wife nuts um, that when I go through a grocery store uh, or she brings some products home every once in a while, I'll pick them up and I'll say, hey, this is a customer, this is a customer. And uh, she's kind of tired of hearing it, which is probably a good sign because we got a lot of great customers out there. But it brings me a lot of pride to know um, that we are providing such great service to some of the best companies out there, best companies in the world. So uh, thank you for that update, Lori. Really appreciate it. All right, so that's it for um, some announcements and updates. So we're going to open it up here for questions uh, or comments that you all can send our way. Mitch, do you mind providing uh, instructions for folks on how they can ask questions or make a comment? Yeah, I will. Thanks, TJ. Let me first put this into Q. So now if you wanted to dial star six on your phone, then you can be put into the queue to answer, to ask a question. So uh, let's see, looks like we got a few questions already piling into the uh, queue. So let's take the first one here. First one will be, I don't have a name on this number. It's uh, area code, I just asked you to unmute, 417, first 3217. Go ahead. Driver code Douglas Bonner, driver code is Delta Bravo Oscar November November Echo. Douglas Bra Bravo? Bo Bonner. Bonner, sorry. Go ahead, Doug. Um, I've asked the question before uh, as far as the company supplying it, but I was wondering if I got an omnidirectional satellite, would you guys mount it on the truck? All right, that is a very good question. Uh, Ron, or uh, let's see, that's either Ron or... Um, this is Dan. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I think Ron wants to take a stab at it, too. Uh, I'd, I'd have to see what that is and what it entails as far as uh, installing it and what wiring it would take. Uh, I'm the VP of Maintenance. Um, and I'm um, based here in Salt Lake City. So uh, other than that, uh, I don't know if there's any, and maybe Ron can fill in, there's any restrictions it's, against that. Uh, it's one of the, I, I don't know if you guys have seen them on other trucks, but it's it's kind of a, a dome-shaped thing. Uh, I know La, TA and Petro sells them, but it, it gives access to, like, uh, cable Internet or satellite Internet, satellite TV, stuff like that. It mounts on the back of the cab toward the top. Okay. Ron, do you have any information on that? There is a service in the industry that offers a similar product. Uh, we've talked to them in the past, and it's, it's just a very expensive um, 
a service, but if if a driver wants to pay for it, we can get uh, best practice advice on the install from that service. That service is actually based in Salt Lake. Um, so we can get some information on what it takes to install and deinstall. We can work with the dealership, and then we can probably give you some feedback. Uh, it's likely something uh, that you'll have to pay for as far as the labor, but uh, we can look into just what it takes to, to get it mounted to the truck. So, so Doug, uh, next time you're in Salt Lake City, uh, come by and see me. Again, my name is Dan Flanagan, and we'll work through that process. How's that? Okay. I, I Like I said, I, I've asked about the omnidirectional satellites before on the, these calls, but uh, it, as you guys have already said, it's, it's a little expensive. I mean, the unit itself is like five six hundred dollars are you purchasing the yeah. service through epic through epic view uh i'm not entirely sure i think it's dish um but i'm not entirely sure like i said ta and, and petro i know sell the unit uh for like five six hundred dollars and i i mentioned it to the company before about maybe you guys buying the satellites like we're and and doing like we're doing with the uh the power inverters you know if the driver wants it we buy it from the company you guys install it and whatnot but so i can i i've got contacts at epic view who's the service that provides it's a direct tv reseller but they're specific to the trucking industry i can get uh some pricing from them um and then just see what uh, you can determine whether or not you want to pay for the service. Okay. Uh, why don't you reach I, out to it, me? Um, I've, I've got your, I've got your uh, driver code here. Let me, I'll shoot you a message and I'll, I'll do some research on it and I'll shoot you a message and then uh, you can make a decision on what you want to do after that. Okay. Like I said, I mean, the biggest reason I'm bringing it up is there's certain areas that we go and stop that have no cell service whatsoever. And I, I brought it up as a way to do Wi-Fi calling. That way, if there's some issue or whatever, we can still get a hold of the company. Yeah, it's, uh, I can tell you we've, we've reviewed the service in the past, and it's very expensive. It's two or three times the cost of the comm units that are in the truck. Yeah. Uh, so it's not something that the company would consider uh, paying for the subscription on. But if you wanted to get a subscription, we can try to help you minimize your cost by okay. talking with that company directly. Okay. I, I, like I said, I'm just trying to, to help the company as a whole, plus give myself access to Internet for the things I do while I'm on downtime. Yeah, I'll get to Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You can make a determination. That makes a lot of sense, Doug. We appreciate the call and the questions, and Ron will be in touch with you. And also, if you if you want, you can also get in touch with Dan Flanagan. Okay. Uh, I, to, uh, I'm currently shopping, so I don't have any way to write anything down. Ron, you're going to ping him, right? I'll, You'll get him. I'll reach out via. to you direct, Doug. I'll, I'll show okay. you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go to the next question. This is from Alfredo Pinedo. Are you there? Good morning. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm right here. Uh, my driver code is A-D-R-I. All right. Go ahead, and, up, Brad. Uh, pretty much, I have two questions, uh, quick questions. Um, first off, let me just say uh, thank you for letting me grow with you guys. I'm from Colton, Walmart dedicated, and everybody in Colton is great. No complaints over there. But my question is, um, so I currently have a 40-hour mentee, and I've had 40-hour mentees. And we were told that we were going to receive a bonus or some kind of incentive for the 40-hour mentees because we only get them for about a week. Uh, is there anything on that? Any update on that? Uh, that's a really good question. And I imagine we do not have Derek on my mind. Do you have an answer on that? Yeah, or Mitch, do either of you guys know? So I think it's an account-specific uh initiative so alfredo how about i i'm not entirely sure the timing and everything on how that pays out but how about i give you a call right after i'll find out immediately and let you know sounds good and uh, my next question is um is the network bonus is very confusing for some mentees i receive mileage pays like for example my last mentee i received thirty dollars and he's been telling me he's been getting good runs, Texas, Utah runs. And then for other ones, I get $90. But I was told I was going to get $90 for pretty much every mentee that does dedicated to Walmart or something like that. No. So the way that it works is you're supposed to get one cent per mile that they run. And so it's, it's mileage-based. I can actually uh, pull up your uh, network bonus as well and see how many miles he got paid on versus how many he ran and see if there's any discrepancies. But... It's not a set rate that they get paid. It's just you get paid a, a per mile, one cent per mile. Then. Oh, and it's different with the uh, local day cab run? Oh, Patricia has Yeah, yeah so it is, it's $90 per day. I apologize. Yeah, so you are supposed to get, uh, not per day, but it's $90 dr- drivers paid. Uh, Per network. So, Trisha, do you have the details on how that works? Yeah. So, some um, drivers, you get $90 flat rate if they're ring paid drivers, right? If they get a flat rate, not mileage. Um, but some Walmart drivers do both mileage and do very seldom ring pay. Uh, so, I would have to look at those specific drivers that you didn't get the $90 on. So, I can look into that and give you a call back. Sounds good. Uh, thank you guys for your help. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Alfredo, and, and also Wayne and Tricia for following up on these. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure that we communicate these clearly. So uh, another thing I think, Wayne, would be great if you could double-check and make sure that we're communicating the 40-hour the mentee bonus appropriately, depending on what fleet that's paying in. Does that work? Absolutely. Thank you, Alfredo. Thanks, Alfredo, for what you do. We appreciate you being a part of the, the family. Thanks for, for uh, being a part of that Walmart dedicated fleet. All right. Thanks for that question. Next question. Let's get this from uh, Shana Ghetto. Shana, excuse me. Shana Ghetto. Go ahead, Shana. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, I love that segment on Master Nardi. I learned a lot about that that I didn't know, and I'll make a point to look for the sunset produce in my in my grocer. Um, my question is about the equipment interchange inspection on our toolbox. Um, 
incorporating that in each and every one of our trips for OTR, you know, I get a new trailer almost every trip. Is there a way for me to go back and see what I've done, uh, the, the photos that I've sent in, or like a check mark on this trip, yes, I did do it, or you know, these are the photos that I found. Is there a record that I can access at all? Hey, Shauna. Thanks for joining the call. We really appreciate it and all the hey, hey. you know to help drivers out there. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're getting uh, uh, feedback. I'm getting feedback right now that we don't have the capability of going back and looking at prior uh, interchange reports. Um, Jess, can you provide uh, – Jess Greenwell is on the call. Can you provide information about what is available and what isn't and whether we have anything on the horizon about – about that information. Hmm. She might. Hmm, I don't know if she's. She might be. Maybe not have. Has. Maybe she hasn't unmuted yet. Yeah. Let me double check here. But okay. Shanna, can you hear me? It sounds like yeah. right now we. Oh, yeah, we got you. Okay. Sorry about that. I had to. I was losing some service on myself, so um, can you repeat that, and I'm happy to answer. Hi, can you hear me now? I'm sorry. Oh, that was the wrong other Jessica. So, Jessica Greenwald, I think we can hear you now. Yeah, Jessica All right, can Greenwald, you, can, can you hear me? Can you jump in? Yep. Yep. All right. Hey, Shauna. Um, right now, that is not available. Just the way that the data works, it's not being stored in a way that we can show it on the tablets or on the toolbox. I think it's a really good call-out, though, um, especially now that it's mandatory to make sure that you've done it and having those checkpoints. So I'll work with our IT team and our development team to put together some sort of POC on how that can be accomplished. Um, it's not going to be immediate, but I'll take that on and see what we can do to get you that data possibly. That would be great. Maybe you know, perhaps part of the load assignment itself, you know, like stop one, you know, pick up your empty trailer, and you don't go further until you've checked your equipment interchange inspection perhaps. That's just throwing that out there. But that would be great. Thank yeah. you so much. Good to hear you. Yeah, that's actually a really good call out. That is something we're working on right now. Um, one of our blockers is just getting some trailer data integrated with the tablet. So that is on our roadmap. The equipment interchange will be a part of your workflow, and that will be probably in the next quarter that you'll see that. So it will become much easier to make sure that it's done when it needs to be done. Exciting stuff. Thanks a lot. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks, Thanks Shanna. Good to hear from you. And thanks, uh, Jessica Greenwald, our Director of Driver Systems, who is constantly working on new ways to make uh, the technology work better for our driver team. So uh, we appreciate that. You guys uh, are constantly identifying uh, new ways to do things that make it easier, and uh, that would be a great one to make it uh, part of the driver checklist. So we, we just remind them right there in the tools. So thank you, Jessica and Shauna. Go ahead, Mitch. Let's see who's next. All right. Next up, our new million miler, Scott Wisner. Scott, go ahead with your question. Can you hear us? Yes. Um, I got a couple of things. Um, safety videos. Is there any way you guys can do a format on um, courtesy driving now since summer's coming? Uh, I'm sorry, on what driving? 
courtesy driving. Can you do like a safety video about courtesy driving? I think it's important. Like courteous driving, like defensive driving, yes. or or being yes. Yes. okay. Yeah. Well, let's get it on the list. Uh, yeah, this this is Aaron Shepard. We'll get it added to our 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 list, and we may even reach out and kind of poke your brain and see uh, see what you're looking for too. But uh, obviously, we want our drivers to be you know, the the gold standard of, of how to behave out there on the road. So I, I think it's a great topic. Okay, and then also about the um, equipment change, um, is there any way you can put it where we can take pictures even if there's no damage? Because I know, like, you go into the yard, they're taking pictures of our trailer and stuff. It would be nice as drivers when we change our, our um, you know, get a new trailer. We can take pictures of our trailer even if there's no damage. So this is Jessica again. Yes, um, I'll, I'll take that on. So you can on the toolbox version. It doesn't require you to state that there's damage. And so if that's something you'd like to do, that is available for you if you're using your phone to do it. I believe that there are some issues with the tablet version that you do have to indicate that there's damage. But on the phone, you can take pictures even if there's not damage. And I know that we appreciate that just to show what, what state it was in when you received it. Yes, and then also about the um, lady that called about the um, detective, you know, check back when she filled out her, um, her um, equipment change. I think you can do that on the form. If you go to the form um, request, it has previous forms. And I don't know if you can click on that and go down to the previous forms to see what it was and bring it up. Jessica, are you aware of what he's referring to? I, I'm not. Unfortunately, Danielle is out of the office and Rich today, so I can follow up on that with Danielle. And this is Scott. Yeah, if you, if you go, yeah, if you go to the forms, there is also a place where it says previous forms that you've done on your tablet. I don't know how long <coughs> it will go, but it will at least seven, I think like seven or more forms that you've done already. And you can double check to make sure you filled it out. I'll for sure follow okay, up with Danielle Smith on that. Yeah, that's great information. Um, Scott, thank you. New million mile, mile driver. Uh, congratulations on that. We really appreciate what you're doing and how you do it. Nice, nice job, and thanks for bringing up these two items. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, uh, Scott. Go ahead. Next question will come from Michael Kinzer. Go ahead and hey, unmute. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Shutterbug. Hey, Shutterbug. Um, my question is about is about maintenance and schedule um, replacement of filters and stuff. I have a couple of messages I got last week for the ADC air dryer cartridge and the death filter on my tractor. Is there any way to coordinate these these individual replacements with our um, PM services because every time I have to, uh, you know, get off the road to, you know, get something like this done, it's five hours minimum. You know, whether you're at a TA, a Petro, or a, a Love, or whether you're in the yard, 
you know, at Salt Lake or whatever, you know. It's minimum five hours. So every time you add a service to me, that's money I'm not making. So I, I think these, you know, filter things should be corpor incorporated with, you know, the regular PM services so we don't have, you know, multiple times we have to get off the road. I'm, is that something we can do? Hey, hey Michael. Hey, Shutterbug. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Hey, uh, so what we're doing right now is we're combining a lot of that already. Uh, it's a very good point because uh, it, it's a little uh, off balance right now, and it's off balance. You're exactly right. Uh, we're going to incorporate uh, these filter changes in with our regular schedules um, that are already due. That way, you're not going in and out of a, in and out of uh, shops, and you get it get it done all at one time. And when it was initially set up, it wasn't set up that way, which to me it doesn't make any sense only because of the fact that, just like you said, why are we going right. in and having something done and then, you know, how many miles later or how much time later you're going back in to get something else done, now, even to the point to where we're going to get these filters changed a little bit earlier or extend them out a little bit later just so they'll fit our schedule. So we are working on that right now, and that will be out really quickly because uh, we've already been talking about it so thank you for that so, sir I've got so I've got a question regarding that I've got about 20,000 miles till my next regular PM service at 180 can I wait on those two filters to get them done then or do I need to get to a place and get this um, death and air dryer cartridge replaced before then so you're 20,000 20, miles out uh, just, uh, a little under 20000 A little under, yeah. I would wait uh, and get those done when you go in for your next PM. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yep. Well, thank, thank you both. Shutterbug, I understand that's your nickname, and uh, it's maybe because, hopefully because you uh, send so many great pictures in. Uh, we appreciate you sending those, and... Uh, I like to think to I'm a photographer. You know, it sounds like you are, and uh, I've seen some of your photos. It sure looks like it, so thank you so much. Um, and thank you, Dan, for uh, following up on that. I mean, what a great way to save uh, time and, uh, and energy if we can avoid unnecessary stops uh, and maintenance uh, and get those all done in one shot. So uh, and gr thanks for bringing that up, Michael. We really appreciate it. Drive safe. All right. All right. Mitch? Okay, next next uh, question comes from Casey Kuntz. Casey Kuntz is the name I'm seeing here on my screen. Can you hear us? Yeah, that's a, this is actually Gene Luther, uh, Lugia, driver code L-U-T-J-A, W-D fleet. Um, no, I, my question was, uh, California is going green, and um, I haven't had a chance to go through the uh, road team, they were going over EV vehicles. And I was just basically wanted to see what the future holds for all that for us, currently uh, local here in Southern California, and um, just don't try to prepare for it. Uh, that's a good question. Thank you for that question. Ron, or if Guy is on, do either of you have any uh, updates on electric vehicles uh, in California. Yeah, I can comment Probably on that. Probably Ron. Um, 
Good. Yeah, so we did a uh, a road team live segment uh, yesterday that uh, spent about 45 minutes on some new regulations in California that are going to require us in the next three to five years to start putting some electric trucks into our fleet. We talked a little bit about what the regulation is, a little bit about what the electric trucks uh, look like, who the manufacturers of those trucks are, um, where we're going to try to set up charging locations. So all of that detail, and there's a lot of it, not appropriate that we go into that much detail in this meeting, but we're uh, in the process of posting that on Facebook Live or on the Facebook account. Darren, any comments about what the access uh, to that uh, recorded content would look like? Yeah, it's up now in the Road Team private Facebook group. And uh, Gene, I I can't remember if you're a member of that or not. Uh, We've got over 800 drivers in there. Um, But uh, you got my info, Gene. Reach out and let me know. And if you're not, I'll just send you a link directly to it. Well, we're doing Thank you, Darren. You got it, bro. And All right. I, I will also put that into the Road Team video library, and all drivers can get to that. If you go to your CRE Toolbox app, click on your main menu, click on Resources, click on Road Team, it's going to open up a whole page of stuff. And one of the things on there is our video library. So I will upload it there. And even if you're not a member of the Road Team private Facebook group, you can get it there along with dozens of other videos and shows that we've done over the last four years. Okay, awesome. Thanks. Great question. Uh, definitely a whole new world coming up for us all on uh, electrification and automation and those kinds of things. We're very early edge on some of this stuff, but um, if anything, you better believe California is going to try to make it happen before anybody's ready for it. We'll uh, we'll do our best to, to get ready and, uh, and find the right providers. Uh, so great question. Mitch, who do we have next? All right, next. This might be shortened, but I've got the name Julie Clemen. Julie Clemen. Maybe Hello, that. everyone. Can you hear me? Yeah. Is it Julian or sorry? What, who, what's your name? My name is Ray, uh, Walmart dedicated. My my question is, can you guys able to hear me? Yeah. What's it, what's your last name, Ray? Yeah. And what's your driver code? My last name is my driver. Uh, my, my driver code is R C Y I. Okay. Uh, my first name is Ray. Last name is Clement. Okay. My question is, uh, if you're a Walmart dedicated. I asked this question before, but um, if you are Walmart dedicated, uh, do you get any uh, like employee discount for if you buy for if you purchase something in Walmart or Sam's Club? Um, sorry, was the question if do you get a Walmart discount if you drive for Walmart dedicated? Yeah, like yeah, it's like you know how like employee discount like that. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. This is the first time I've heard that. It's a good question, uh, but I don't believe that is the that that, that is available, unfortunately. Um, but Scott is on the phone with us uh, from Dedicated. Maybe if he doesn't know the answer, maybe he can check into it. My guess is probably not. Um, 
Probably. But uh, oh, Lori's telling me no, not available, unfortunately. Um, but it's a great question. I wish it were true. Uh, but I think we all have hey, to I, full price at Walmart. I can add a little color commentary here. But uh, when we did a startup right at our Walmart distribution center, Walmart actually, we went to the store and bought a loaf of white bread and uh, peanut butter for lunches for our startup meetings. That's how, uh, that's how, uh, and had peanut butter sandwiches with all the Walmart executives. That's how uh, penny pinching they were. So I, I highly doubt there is a, uh, an incentive or discount program. Yeah, Ray, Walmart is pretty famous on the business side for uh, not, right, not spending a lot of money. So we, um, that's okay. We still love them as a customer. They, they pay us to yep. move their products, and, uh, and that pays, uh, pays all of our salaries. So we, we do appreciate that, but no discount there, unfortunately. Thank uh, you, everyone. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it, Ray. Appreciate what you're doing, Drive Safe. All right, Mitch, Thank who you do we have next? All right, we got. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know who that was. Michael Jockwig is next. Michael, can you hear us? I can. Go ahead. So, two questions. One's a simple one. Um, in on company equipment, are suicide knobs or steering wheel knobs are they authorized to and or legal? They are not uh, authorized. I believe those are not. Yeah. Not authorized and not legal. That's that's what I thought. And my other question is, yep. um, I I spoke to um, Zach and um, some of the higher ups when they were down here at uh, Walmart Casa Grande. Um, I am currently driving one of the 2023 Veterans trucks. Um, me and several other drivers on this account have noticed that the 23s do not have any pull power behind them. Is there a reason for that, or is it just something with our specific trucks? Um, uh, this is a great question for Dan or Ron. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, this is Dan. Um, this is the first I've heard of that. Um, we can get that checked out to make sure uh, that there's not a problem. And typically, when you talk about a new truck and you talk about no torque or pull power, as you're referring to. Uh, a lot of times, it, it's it's not the truck that's uh, what you may might see, think is turned down. Uh, it's as much as there might be uh, a leak, an air leak to the turbo, uh, which we can check out, uh, and we can put a, a tester on the turbo to make sure you're getting your your full psi on your to- turbo run. But again, that's first I've heard that. Uh, but uh, if you think you're getting a low torque or power, uh, bring it in the shop and we will check it out. And of course, it's going to be under warranty. So we want to make sure we uh, see what's going on with that truck before, uh, first of all, it gets any worse. And second of all, you want to get all the torque and power you can out of that truck. So bring right, it in yeah. the shop. We pull, we pull a lot of, of um, Walmart freight up through the mountains here in Arizona. And yeah. me and uh, Dustin Stevens, one of the other the road team captains, has noticed that compared to our 22s, we can't get up, you know, half of what we used to on, on the hills here. Yeah, then we need to check that truck out. So bring it in, and we'll get it checked out through the dealership. And we'll run on a dyno to make sure we're getting maximum torque and horsepower. All right, I'll be up there for hey, uh, uh, rodeo at the end of the month. So. <laughs> all right, 
Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. And by the way, I got a message from Ron. I asked him if there's any spec changes because I do remember Zach actually when he got back from Casa Grande mentioning this. And I think Ron's been looking into it. We're not aware of spec changes that would impact this between model year 22 and 23. Um, but Ron's going to go back and double check that just to confirm because um, certainly we don't want to be losing out on, on power. Uh, and that would be very strange given that we we don't believe we made any of those spec changes. So thank you very much, Michael, and we'll see you up here for the for the rodeo. Yes, sir. All right, drive safe. All right, Mitch, who do we have next? All right, next up, let's go to the number, the name I've got here is Keisha Allison. Can you hear us? If so, go ahead with your question. Allison, Keisha. Yeah, that's actually uh, Ricardo. My driver code is R-I-C-S-O-N. Uh, hey, Ricardo. I'm out here in the uh, South East, uh, great uh, GM Air Studios in Edward, uh, I have a couple questions. One was with a uh, platform which uh, I don't know if they had brought this up previously. Uh, I've been on quite a few different uh, uh, calls before. I just never really asked any questions. But uh, on the platform, when you transform, have any way to go back and retrieve that information. So I don't really use it. I continue to use my app. Go. Transflow. Uh, I was wondering, were we addressing that or somebody trying to rectify that? Okay. Uh, Ricardo, we're getting a lot of road noise uh, from you. Um wondering if it's your, your mic, but I think I picked up the question. Do you mind muting for a moment uh, so we can, we can answer you back? Um, I, I think the question was, uh, and this... Uh, Hopefully, Jessica can answer, but the question is, can you go back and look at prior transflow data um, that, that you've transmitted? Uh, I think that's the question. Let's assume it is for now, and then we can have you, uh, Ricardo, jump back on and tell us here in a second. But Jessica, do you have any information on the ability to go back and look at prior transflow transmissions, um, and is there any any variation between the tablet and the phone on that? Yeah, thanks, TJ, and thanks, Ricardo. And unfortunately, I don't have a lot of information on that. Um, again, that would be something for Danielle, who's not in the office. I do know that the TransFlow app integration is on Platform Sciences side, so I'm not sure how much we can actually do with it versus just you downloading it on your app. Um, I'm not positive. That will be something we'll have to follow up on. Jessica, please, uh, if you could, grab Ricardo's driver code um, and R-I-C-S-O-N and get back in touch with him. Uh, Tricia is also saying that you can look up anything uh, or I guess some prior, at least some prior transmissions on the TransFlow um, online portal. Um, Tricia, is that, the same, is that the same as just using their app on their phone, using a I'm confirmation not, number? 
Yeah, I'm not familiar with the app, and I can sure pull it up because I know some of us have it installed on our phone. But definitely if you just Google um, TransFlow confirmation number, you can key in the, trans the confirmation number, and it will pull up the document scanned. You don't have to do any login or use CR England codes or anything. You just pull it right up, and it shows the documents. That's very interesting uh, and good info. Did not know that was available. So Ricardo, those are a couple options. You can download the app and try to access it through that. Um, you can try to do it online. Uh, and then uh, Jessica and or Danielle will get in touch with you to help answer any other TransFlow questions. So Ricardo, uh, if, you, if you want to unmute, let us know if that answered your question. Give him a moment here. Or maybe he liked the answer and uh, hung up. Looks like he's still on, but he's muted. Yeah. Now I said that oh, the app is awesome. That's, that's currently what, what I actually use. But on the platform, it, it gives you that uh, option, and it actually does transfer but you don't have a way to go back at this current time to go back and retrieve or, or see uh, the information. So if we have any issues or someone calls in regards to our need that paperwork or something, uh, it's not at your disposal. But I currently just continue just to do that, which has always been an efficient and uh, an awesome app. But I was just trying to bring that to the attention to see if something that we can look into and try to get it rectified. Because the platform is awesome. That's probably one of the best things we came up with it as Every other feature is incredible. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you, Ricardo, for that feedback. I understand uh, that you drive for Intermodal in Georgia. Appreciate what you're doing. Drive safe, and um, I'm. You know, there's a lot of good information coming in on on uh, Transflow uh, from a lot of our team here. Apparently, they may also send you an email copy if you choose to do that. So, you may be able to jump in the app and add that to your settings and it will email you um, email you confirmation after you uh, submit that through Transflow. So that's a great way to do it. Um, and then oh. you can keep the, the confirmation number uh, and pull, pull that up in the portal if necessary as well. Um, so uh, we, we're, we're going to take away uh, some, uh, some things. Now it sounds like Jeff, you may not need to, Jessica, you may not need to reach back out to Ricardo at this point, um, but if you could follow up with Danielle to see if we've got a line between the app and the tablet version, just to make sure we're giving our drivers all the right tools, that would be fantastic. Thanks for bringing that up, Ricardo. We didn't know about that, or uh, most of us. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Have a good afternoon. Appreciate it. All right, Nick. For maybe what we can do here. Go ahead. All right. Next question. Uh, William Plevney. William, go ahead. Let me unmute you here. Yeah. Hey, thank you, TJ. Thank you, Mitch, and everyone for being on the call. I'll make this really quick. This might be for either IT or driver system, and it may not only be me, but I notice that when I'm on either the laptop or my home computer or the toolbox and I'm watching a safety video, if I either exit that for some reason and try to go back into it to watch it where I left from, it has resume, but when you hit resume, it starts again from the very beginning of the safety video. Is that something that's been addressed before or asked and answered and I just missed it? 
Oh, that's a great comment. Um, do you think, uh, Aaron, is that somebody on your team or Mitch? Uh, who's the best that can follow up on that one? So let me just say that I know there's a lot of things we can do with the videos, safety videos, in terms of like the formatting and fast forwarding and rewinding. So we can make sure that the ability, I don't know all the technical side of, of that. I know that uh, our CREU manager, our marketing team kind of oversees that. So we can just make a note here, William, and check in to make sure that if it's possible to, to change that setting where if you leave and come back, it'll just resume where you left off, we'll do that. So it's just a takeaway for us. We'll make sure we look into that. Thanks for that feedback. Yeah, well, yeah, this is this is Aaron. I uh, my team creates those videos. We, we will definitely look at the settings, and if I need to, I'll reach out to you directly and and dial into that feedback a little bit deeper. Great. Thank you, too, Aaron. All right. Thanks, Wayne. Okay. Let's go to the next question. This one is looks like from Andrew Bollinger. What is it, and how we can fix it? Oh, sorry, TJ. I think you're cutting in and out. I probably was talking over you. Um, sorry about that. On, or Andrew Ballinger, can you hear us? Yes. Good afternoon. Go ahead. Hello. Go can ahead. you guys hear me okay? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I actually have a couple quick questions and uh, quick feedback. Um, so I'll do the feedback real quick on the TransFlow. If you go into your tablet, um, under the TransFlow app, hit Settings, and then Update User Info. Verify that your email is correct because your emails will also allow you to go back and look at exactly what paperwork was put in. It gives you the pictures. So that would be a good thing for him to check on that. Um, oh, that's great. So real quick as far as my questions. Uh, first question, I've noticed uh, I've talked to a lot of drivers. I've been with the company for almost three years now. I talk with a lot of the drivers I meet on the road, I've noticed there's been an increase in critical events, including ones that at times most people never would have gotten a critical for. Um, we had one driver I've talked to that they received five critical events in a week for unsafe following distance, and some of them were not, it didn't really show an unsafe following distance, and when they try to appeal it, they get a cookie cutter answer. It's always the same answer on every single one. Um, I don't know what's going on with the critical events or the safety team with this, but I think it's something that should be looked into by someone higher up as to why. Um, second uh, question. Andrew, let's, hit, let's answer that one first before we move on. So we've okay. got uh, the highest up on safety here, our VP of safety, Aaron Shepard, who wants to uh, uh, address this one. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, so we often make, changes to what we call a trigger. A trigger is, is what prompts a video to go into our, our call center and have our, have our uh, prevention specialist watch a video and look for a close falling distance. We did make a small change. And when I'm talking a, a small change, we increased it by three-tenths of a second is all. Uh, and unfortunately, what we saw, we did not expect. We've made other small changes in the past, but we ended up seeing thousands more uh, unsafe long distance events. And uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly what the trigger is set to, but our, our standard falling distance is seven seconds. And, and I can tell you nobody has got a falling distance event 
for being anything less than a second and a half. I mean, we're talking about dangerously close to the vehicles in front of them for a period of 10 seconds or more. So we saw that. We've Honestly, we've switched it back. But I can tell you this, from the safety perspective, we collectively are following too close. Now, I'm not saying everyone, but we have thousands of instances where our drivers are following way too close. It's going to be a huge area of focus for us. Um, if you did get four or five falling distance events, you know, you're falling, you're falling less than a second and a half of the vehicle in front of you for at least 10 seconds. That's problematic. And so collectively we need to back it off. It's, it's a big focal point of the safety video this month. Uh, it'll probably be a focal point of the safety video next month. And in doing so, we're going to really improve our outcomes. So we did make a change. We did change it back, but it's also clear to us that, we have some falling distance issues in our fleet that we need to correct, and we're going to do so. Does that, does that answer it? Um, yeah. One I wanted to bring up was like me. I was driving down the road. I was in a curve on the road. I slowed down. There was a bump in the curve, um, and it went all the way across the road. It was like a bridge bump or whatever. I hit it, and I received a tip warning. Um, okay. I attempted a road to go stability event. and make an, yeah. yeah, I attempted to go in and make an appeal to it, but I wasn't able to. And I'm unfortunately in my head, I'm able to. I played through of what safety would have said that I should have slowed down more, or I should have uh, attempted to avoid hitting the bump as hard. But it was on an actual road. It wasn't on an off ramp, an on ramp, or anything. It was on a curve in the highway. That one kind so, of so I, there's, there's, when, when you're looking at a when you're looking at a roll stability event, there's there's two things. One, if you're if you're taking a curve too fast, you know the sensors in the truck will say, "Hey, this vehicle is at risk for tipping," and that's what triggers an event. But our our team is supposed to look for anomalies in the road, cracks, bumps, raises that could trigger a, a warning, and we would mark that false positive. So. I will pull up your events, and if it looks like something that, you know, our philosophy should be the tie goes to the driver always. And uh, if there's something that's close, we'll go ahead and address that for you. Oh, okay. Um, as for my second question, um, I brought this up with Chris in Laredo, the shop manager down there, as an idea to bring up. Um, we have a lot of drivers who are under loads who need a repair, a tire, brake, stuff like that. Is there any way to look into probably prioritizing load, uh, basically drivers who are under load who need poor pairs? Because a lot of times I'll come in like at the Laredo uh, yard. I came in, I needed a tire. My tire was completely flat, de-beaded. It was 12 hours before I was even brought into the shop, and I was under a critical load. It wasn't something that I could drive with, because you have all those checkpoints you've got to pass coming out of Laredo. Hey, yes, uh, a great question. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry. Uh, Andrew, this is Dan Flanagan. I'm the uh, <clears throat> VP of Maintenance. You um, must be reading our minds, uh, because what we're doing is we're opening a quick lane down there in Laredo. So what we're doing is when we have quick repairs, uh, like in your case where you have a loaded trailer and you need a tire, we're not going to put you in line with everybody else. We're going to have a, a dedicated lane for you to go to 
for us to take care of that repair. So we've heard other drivers ask the same thing, and we're acting upon it. And, uh, Andrew, you're right on. We need something down there to get you guys in and get you back out, especially when it's not a PM or a big repair. It's just get it in and get it out, especially if you're under a load. So uh, we heard you loud and clear, and we will take care of that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That, that Yeah, I guess must have been reading your guys' minds. Um, and so for the last question, this one actually entails a bunch of questions that were asked today and have been asked on other huddle calls. So like the first question today about the uh, satellite dome uh, being installed. I know our trucks have the uh, mounting area already. All it needs is the plate to be able to attach those. Um, but unfortunately, I've been going rounds with... Uh, the company so far on this, I received a modification of equipment um, warning for spikes on my wheels. Yeah, some of my modifications were borderline from what I had been told before about as long as it doesn't drill holes, damage the property, or uh, tap into the wiring, which I've corrected the ones that I've spoke with uh, compliance on our definite no's. But the policy word for word states no modifications added or subtracted from the original purchasing layout of the truck. Um, there are things that, you know, would be great to be able to have on the truck. Uh, let's take, for example, a lot of the drivers like to put spikes on the truck. They just screw in right uh, over the lug nut. Um, there's no damage. It's just a piece of plastic that goes on there. I've seen people all the way up, and sorry, Darren, I'm going to call you out on this. Um, I've seen pictures of your truck that have spikes. I was hit for spikes. I was wondering if there's a way to change the policy to state maybe uh, no modifications unless otherwise approved and have a way for drivers to actually contact Sierra England and go, hey, I'd like to put these spikes on my truck, or I'd like this hub cover, or blah, 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 you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's great feedback, Andrew. Um, Dan, do you have any comments on that, uh, or is this something we probably want to take away and and talk about? Yeah, We're, uh, actually, I've I seen the uh, the picture you sent out. I think I actually I get the picture uh, with the spikes on the on the uh, lug nuts. What we're doing right now is we're really looking at that whole thing. I'm going to get with safety and Ron from equipment and. Um, instead of saying there, there's, and maybe we might come back and say there's no modifications, but uh, I think some, for some of the modifications that really do not disturb or change the value of the equipment when we go and trade it, uh, we might allow some of these things, and that's kind of what I'm pushing toward. But uh, it is uh, open for discussion uh, internally here, and we're looking at that, and we'll, we'll come out with something uh, pretty soon to, to figure out what we're going to do with that. But um, hear you loud and clear, and um, we'll take a look at it. Thank you. Uh, okay, thank you, Dan. Quick, Dan. And if, in case you want to understand a little bit more behind it, uh, and we're we're over time on the call, so we're going to have to wrap here in a moment. But I'm also hearing from Ron in equipment that one of the reasons why we have a problem with spikes is they do uh, degrade the fuel efficiency of the equipment. Uh, even even if it doesn't do permanent modifications to the truck, it does degrade fuel efficiency. Uh, so, uh, you know, all data that we're tracking, trying to keep an eye on how we can be more most efficient and 
uh, do things uh, the most uh, cost-effective way, for sure. So, um, is there any way so, I can hey, have Dan and Ron give me a call? Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah, Dan will reach out to you, and uh, and Ron can follow up with you as necessary to Dan, Dan can move him in. How does that sound? That sounds perfect. I used to work with Doug before, so I'd love to work with Dan a little bit. Perfect. Okay. Well, hey, thanks, Andrew, for bringing those items up. Um, you know, and you you bring up a good point on the critical events. I mean, the critical events are there uh, for a couple of reasons, but primarily it's to help our drivers understand where they can improve, uh, where they can become the best professional driver that they can be and build their career around the, this uh, skill that they've, they've chosen. And so it's really primarily there to help drivers understand uh, what they can do to be better and, and the, best, um, the best driving techniques and skills. Um, also, it does help us identify those that are uh, just regularly uh, engaged in driving behavior that doesn't meet our standards. Uh, and so the critical events are very helpful that way. Um, we need to wrap it up. I do appreciate it. This is such a great opportunity for us to learn about things uh, from our drivers, and from our VPs and other executives on how we can improve the company. Um, Dan, if you can take uh, just a quick second, you, he wanted to mention something uh, about the CVSA roadside inspections that are coming up. Dan, if you, if you want to jump into that for just a moment, that would be great. Yeah, real quick, uh, the CVSA roadside inspections are going from 16 to 18 May, and they were looking for, or the focus is going to be at load securement and ABS malfunctions, uh, which we have a lot of uh, on our trailers. So uh, take a look out for that and be aware. Thank you. Hey, Dan, what's the easiest way for folks to identify the ABS malfunction? Is that the indicator light uh, the on indicator, the trailer? Yeah, on the trailer. Turn the key on. Light should illuminate and then go out. Moment, it should illuminate momentarily and go out. If it doesn't come on at all, there's something wrong. If it comes on and stays on. Which light on, are they looking for, Dan? It's the light, uh, if you look on your rear view mirror, all the way to the, the back of the trailer, and it's the light on the back of the trailer. Okay. Uh, and you were saying about the different, uh, the, if it flashes or if it goes out, tell, tell us again what, uh, what we're looking for with the light. Right. So when you turn the key on, you should look back there in your rear view mirror, and on the back uh, where your marker light is, is a, an amber light that it should come on momentarily just for a few seconds and then turn back off. If the light comes on and stays on, there's something wrong or there's a malfunction with your ABS, or if your light come, doesn't come on at all when you turn the key on, there's a malfunction with your ABS. Perfect. Thank you, Dan. So if any of you all on the call notice a malfunction with the ABS, uh, Dan, should they just reach out to, to maintenance, road service, what's, what's the instruction there? Road service. Perfect. So please be in touch with road service if you identify those issues. We would love to avoid any issues with those inspections and the time uh, that is of, of all of ours is wasted by, by having a bad inspection. Uh, thank you all. We really appreciate uh, all of you joining, all of the expertise, all the hard work that goes into uh, doing what we do every day. Uh, we appreciate it, uh, and uh, we're so glad to have uh, such an awesome work family. Please be safe out there, uh, and thanks for joining. See you all. Thanks, everybody. See you.